Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of Roll to Save, where we are going to do a playthrough of a fighting fantasy book. I've got my special helper here, Pom. Hello! And he has chosen the fighting fantasy book we're going to go through. What title is it? Island of the Lizard King, number seven. So, we are going to explore Fire Island and the Island of the Lizard King. So before we start, we have to make a character. So, trusty helper, can you roll one dice and add six and that'll be your skill. Shoot! What, what did you get? Eight. Okay. So now roll two dice and add 12 to that for your stamina. Oh. Uh, 10 plus... 20... 22? 22, wow. And now roll one dice for your luck. What did you get? Um, I got 10. Right, you also have, you want to note down in your sheet, 10 provisions. So that's the food you can eat to make your health come back up. And every time you eat one of those, you get four points of stamina back. You also get to choose to take a potion of skill, strength, or fortune. Strength. Okay, write that down then. Okay, we'll get into the background then. Oyster Bay is a quiet fishing village some 60 miles down the coast from the notorious Port Black Sand. Because it is at the end of a long peninsula reached only by a steep and winding path, the fishermen and their wives are left to lead a simple but content life away from the monsters and sorcery of the hinterland. Journeying south from Fang, you decide that you could do with a few days rest and knowing of no more peaceful place in Oyster Bay, you urge your horse towards the coast. Besides, an old adventuring friend of yours called Mungo lives there now, and it has been years since you last saw him. Mango? Mungo. Mango. Not Mango. Mango. Two days later, you arrive at the edge of the cliffs overlooking Oyster Bay. It is a beautiful sunny morning and everything looks tranquil below. Nothing seems to have changed. The cluster of stone cottages nestles between the foot of the cliffs and a jetty where a dozen fishing boats lie at anchor. You jump off your horse and walk it down the winding path to the village. The first people you see are a group of crying women. As you approach them, several men step out of the cottage and run towards you. One of the four is your old friend Mungo. His weather-beaten face is full of anger. He looks surprised to see you, but wastes no time with words of welcome. He recounts the sad events that have befallen the village. Having no gold or material wealth, the people of Oyster Bay thought themselves safe from raiders attacking their village, but several weeks ago, while most of the men were out at sea, the lizard men of Fire Island landed their boats in Oyster Bay and kidnapped several young men. Mungo believes they are now enslaved on Fire Island and working in chain gangs in the gold mines. Since the kidnapping, two men were left to guard the village while the rest went out to fish. Despite this, the lizard men attacked this very morning, overpowering the guards and taking away more young men. Mungo tells you that he's about to set sail for Fire Island alone because the other fishermen are too scared to set foot on the island. He stares at you in silence until you smile and say that you will aid him in his quest. He slaps you in the back and shakes your hand in gratitude. For the moment, the poor fishing folk forget their grief and crowd around you eager to thank you. Mungo then invites you to dine with him and rest a while as a voyage to Fire Island will take several hours. 
Over a delicious feast of boiled lobster and salad, you discuss your plans. Mungo tells you that he does not think that humans live in Fire Island any longer, but his knowledge is fairly limited. These are just rumours they pass between fishermen from other coastal villages, however, it is known that Fire Island used to be a prison colony guarded by a tribe of paid lizardmen. This was a rather futile attempt by Prince Olaf to rid his land of undesirable characters. The good prince soon learned that it would have been simpler to put his lawful citizens in Fire Island than leave the evildoers in the mainland. There were just too many of them. He gave up his attempt and abandoned the prison colony. When the lizard men received no pay, they took their vengeance out on the prisoners and the island became a place of terror. Ruled by a lizard man prison guard who proclaimed himself king. The prisoners were forced to dig mines in the hope of finding gold for the Lizard King. They were underfed and ill-treated and many died. This is presumably why the Lizard King is sending out his men to find new slaves. It is known that in order to assert his authority, the Lizard King began practicing voodoo and black magic. He also started genetic experiments in an attempt to breed an invincible race of lizard men. Most of the experiments went wrong, grotesque mutants were created and some of the harmful potions found their way into the water drains with terrible consequences. The local flora and fauna were affected, with the result that man-eating plants developed and giant beasts evolved. A few of the prisoners managed to escape the island in rafts and were picked up by fishermen, but what has happened in the last few years nobody knows. Fire Island had almost been forgotten until the recent raids. Success in your quest to assassinate the Lizard King and rescue the kidnapped victims is doubtful, but you must try. You stand up and walk down the jetty with Mungo, stepping aboard his fishing boat. In the sight of cheering villagers, you untie the boat and push out to sea, wondering if you will ever return. <laughs> Mungo's years with the fishermen of Oyster Bay have made him a skillful boatman. He swiftly hoists the sail of the small boat and sets a course due west across a silvery blue sea. The land soon recedes into the distance and you sit back on the deck, relaxing in the afternoon sunshine. From the stern, you hear merry whistling, the creak of the rudder and Mungo occasionally calling out to a seabird passing overhead. You think about the good times you used to have with Mungo, his constant cheerful nature and willingness to help people in need. You find it difficult to believe that so much evil exists in the land when there lives the likes of Mungo. As the hours drift by, you talk and laugh, trying to ignore the dangers ahead. Mungo is always one to tell a tale, and he's now telling you about his father and how he used to work in a travelling circus. He was a big man, big as a mountain, laughs Mungo, and he would do just about anything for a paying crowd. Wrestle trolls, have elephants stand on him, and even let a killer bee sting him. He was a tough old customer, but he finally met his match in the north. The circus was in Fang as one of the attractions during the festivities surrounding the Trial of Champions, and my father decided not whim to enter. He walked into Death Trap Dungeon and, alas, was never seen again. He was really too old for such an ordeal, although there was no telling him that, but at least he tried. I know what Death Trap Dungeon is. It's that thing where in the sixth book you go in the dungeon and, like, there's the ninja guy and there's that creepy li wizard guy at the end that's like, Oh, you don't have all gems, so I'm not going to let you pass. That is the very same Death Trap Dungeon. Just as Mungo is about to tell you his next tale, he jumps out and shouts, Land ahoy! at the top of his voice, as though he were yelling the news to the crew of a galleon. 
You look to where he is pointing and see Fire Island in the distance. The island sits on the sea like a green cushion with a jagged mountain protruding from it. Smoke gently curls up from its top, a volcano's fuming anger waiting to explode. Mungo steers the boat towards a small inlet at the eastern tip of the island, hoping that it will remain concealed between the high rocks. You both put on your backpacks and clamber out of the boat to begin your quest to find Lizard King. Do you wish to scramble around the rocks to the beach to the cove on your left? Or do you wish to clamber over the rocks on the other side of the right. inlet to the beach on your right? Right. Okay, let's see what happens. I'm pretty sure that's the pirate one. You're using knowledge of this book from before? Mm-hmm. You soon reach the beach, but duck back down behind the rocks when you see what is happening on it. A rowing boat has been dragged onto the beach, obviously by the six pirates who are standing around a large t- chest. You look at Mungo and discuss what to do. Do you want to attack the pirates or climb back to the inlet and over the beach to the other cove? Attack! I know what happens if I go to the left and, I and it's like a big boy. Okay, so we have got two pirates to fight. You draw your swords and run down to the beach, hoping to catch the pirates off guard. You manage to cut down two before they're able to draw their cutlasses, and then you each fight two of the remaining four at the same time. Right, so your first pirate, Andrew's got a skill of seven and a stamina of seven. So we'll find out what happens. Okay, so we've just did a very ferocious battle, and... Pom here has defeated two pirates, taking one wound in the process, so generally did very well. You look round to see Mungo fighting the last remaining pirate, the captain. Before you can help him, the captain lunges forward, piercing poor Mungo through the chest. He lets out an anguished cry and drops in the golden sand in a crumpled heap. The captain turns to face you, a grotesque sneer in his face, distorted by a long black scar running down the left side. You charge at the captain seeking to avenge Mungo. He is ugly sounding. Okay, let's have another fierce battle. So that was a much tougher fight against the pirate captain. Poor Pom here took a bit of a beating, didn't you? Stupid pirate. The sand all around Mungo is red with blood. You kneel down beside him and gently lift his head in your arms. His eyes open a little and he manages a half smile despite his agony. In a whisper he says, well we got them, but a lot of good it did me. Make sure you get the Lizard King for me, won't you? Then his eyes close and he slumps down dead. You bury him in the beach near the cliff, making the grave with his sword skewered into the sand. You see a narrow goat track leading up the side of the cliff and then look back at the chest lying on the beach. Do you want to walk up the goat track? Do you want to open the chest? You prize open the chest and are surprised at its contents. Iron bars. The captain must have tricked his crew into believing they were burying treasure and the real treasure is probably still on board his ship. Not that we'll do much good now. You decide to put one of the iron bars in your backpack and walk over to the goat track to climb the cliff. So Pom's just chosen to eat two provisions, taking him back up to 20 stamina. You wend your way up the goat track and are quite exhausted by the time you reach the top. You take a swig of water from your flask and realise that water shortage could be a problem for you on this island. Looking west, you see the daunting sight of the sleeping volcano standing above the trees, but no sign of life, although you could certainly hear it, a cacophony of bird and insect noise. 
With the light quickly fading, you decide to camp down for the night behind some rocks. You do not sleep very well and are awake at first light, eager to set off. You decide to head directly west into the trees. The undergrowth between the trees is dense. Plants with long or broad leaves, some with spiny tips, vines, creepers, fungi, roots and flowers of all sizes, shapes and colours fighting for light and space in the humid jungle thicket. You have to use your saw to cut your way through it and it's a long and slow business. Do you want to sit down and rest at the base of a great tree or would you rather continue hacking your way west? As you push your way slowly through the undergrowth, the hairs on the back of your neck start to prickle and you feel that you're being watched. You stand back, sword ready, watching the leaves for any sign of movement. Then, three dark-skinned men step into view, each wearing only a crude loincloth. They are armed with stone clubs and long spears, but you're more alarmed to see that each wears a belt of shrunken human heads. The headhunters start to argue about who should kill you and earn the right to wear your head in his belt. Finally, one steps forward. So you've got to fight three of them. So, Brave Adventurer, you just fought three headhunters. How did that fight go? I'm now at six HP, so I'm going to use my strong boy potion. Potion of strength. That's a, probably a very good choice. Let's get back up to 22. The headhunters have no items of equipment on them, but you have a hide bag containing bananas and coconuts. You save your own provisions and eat the headhunters' food. You can add one stamina point. Mm. So now I'm at 23? No, you're at 22 because that's your maximum. Uh You wonder if the village is nearby and decide to climb a tree to get a better view. From the top, you see smoke rising not far away in the southwest, perhaps from a village. Directly west, you see the trees gradually thin out and away in the far northwest, you see the daunting shape of the volcano. You climb down from the tree and plan which way to head. Do you want to keep going west or do you want to go northwest in order to avoid the smoke? You hack your way through the thick undergrowth and you hear the distant sound of drums coming from where you saw the smoke rising. Do you want to keep heading southwest towards it or do you want to keep heading west? Um, so southwest smoke. is towards the smoke. Okay, west. West avoids it? Yes. Okay. Slowly you hack your way through the dense jungle, not really certain of the direction in which you are heading. Later, you catch a brief glimpse of the sun through the trees, enough to orientate yourself when you turn to head west. Pressing on further west, you notice that the ground is becoming wetter and softer. Soon you're ankle deep in water, the trees thin out and you find yourself wading through thick black mire. The marshland stretches out in front of you as far as you can see. Suddenly, you hear the sound of squelching behind you and are surprised to see a strange creature run past you. It is small with green reptilian scales. Its arms are long and hang down to the ground and it moves rapidly over the marsh on its webbed feet. It pays you no attention. Do you want to call out to the creature or prefer to keep trudging west? Keep trudging west because I don't have to call out to it. Because I'm using knowledge because I'm a big brain. Because you've played the book before. Oh gosh, what the frick is that? The ground under your feet becomes softer and softer until with each step you're sinking into black mire up to your knees. It's very tiring to keep going and you begin to worry. The whole landscape is water covered with only the occasional clump of reeds breaking the surface. Still, you press on resolutely until brought up short 
but the sight of a flaying tentacled arm unfolding out of the black water in front of you. Another arm reaches out before a hideous octopus-like beast with dark green lumpy skin rises slowly into the air on its six arms. It is the loathsome slime sucker and you must fight it. That thing looks like an ugly crab. It's going to be a tough fight for you as well because each round you've got to reduce your attack strength because of two because of your tiredness. So let's see how this goes. Sadly, the fight with the slime sucker did not go well. That's the sound of a character sheet being torn in two and crumbled up and thrown at me. So why did you feel that didn't go as well as it's gone before? Because slime sucker OP and stupid. Anything else you'd blame it on? You. Me. <laughs> why me? <laughs> Because I rolled well for the slime sucker. Yes. Okay. These were your lucky dice, not mine. They're not my lucky dice. You yeah, picked I, them. Yeah, I know I picked them, but turns out they betray me. Stupid dice. So, silly slime suckers aside, do you actually enjoy Island of the Lizard King? Yeah, I've won twice. Is it your favourite fighting fantasy book? Yeah. What's your favourite part of it? Killing the Lizard King. Not being eaten by a slime sucker. That was it for our fighting fantasy walkthrough. Very short as it was. Thanks very much and join us next time.